Go thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. Hello, people. <laughs> Let's listen to some music just for a minute. This is called Make My Day. Go ahead. Make My Day. <laughs> uh, I feel like dancing. That's a long title. Make My Day. Go ahead. Thank My Day. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Isn't it just Make My Day? I think so. Right. I'm going to go ahead and share this out. Because you can. Because I can. And you should. And I should. We're going to have a fun show, you guys. we got a great interview with one of the top prophecy experts in the world on the show today. So what what dance could we do to this, you think? Well, it's it's common time for 4-4, so... Okay, so what's that mean? It means there are four beats per measure and each quarter note gets a count. Okay. So, so any four count kind of dance step. Like, like any of the ones we just learned. For measure in each quarter okay. note. There's count. an echo in the place. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, there is. So which one can we do with it? You, fox trot or the. Sorry, everybody. This is what we do. Fox trot or swing or. Share um, out and stuff. Or rumba if you wanted to, but. So, really. so the foxtrot. Yeah. What about that one we were doing the tango? Could, but. So he said T A N G O. Yeah. Yeah. T A N G O. <laughs> now it was T A N G, like fast, fast. <laughs> I don't know. No. Uh... All right, people. Hello, There's Kim. Step, step, over there. Quick, quick, slow. On uh, Facebook. Nice to see you guys. Happy Thursday, Chrissy. Everybody, Bobby, Mia, Jordan, Lance, Chrissy, and Beth. And a couple of you over on YouTube. I'm sure you're there. Our audience has been growing on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it has. Ugh. So, in case you didn't know, I'm your sweet and lovable host. Yeah, I am. I can talk to the beat of this music. Oh, yeah, I can. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, people. So thank you for bearing with us. Appreciate it. Okay, so today what we're going to do on the show is we are going to... Uh, I'm going to first take that out because I don't need to hear myself in my head. Um, But we're going to go ahead and we're going to play an interview that we did at the uh, Prophecy Watchers Conference um, in Oklahoma in October. And the interview that we're going to be playing is with Dr. David Reagan, who is the the founder, I guess, and the head. I don't know what his actual title is, but he is the guy who runs Lamb and Lion Ministries, which is a prophecy ministry and I have to tell you this guy is in his 80s um, and he is kind of like an icon like in 
the prophecy world. And I have to tell you, I was so honored and so, so, so totally blessed to actually meet him in person um, because I've followed his work. In fact, he has a really good book. It's called The Basics of Bible Prophecies, 24 Lessons in Bible Prophecy. He gave this to me as a gift, just so you know. And, um, and in my quiet time, in my personal devotions, this is actually the book that I've been going through personally. But this is something, if you are interested in learning the basics of Bible prophecy, this book is excellent. It really, really is. So you might want to check that out. Um, hey, Kathy, over on Facebook. Um, you might want to check this out. We'll, we'll tell you how you can get it later um, after we air the interview with Dr. David Reagan. And that'll be closer to the bottom of the hour because I want to, you know, a couple more people to come in. Also, we have a lot of news. Guys, oh my gosh. There's so much news. Steven sent me some news. Hi, Steven. Um, and... I just, I, I literally have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, no, seven stories just lined up, which is going to take me longer than an hour, especially since this interview with Dr. David Reagan is about 20 minutes, almost 20 minutes. So what we are going to do is say hi to everybody. Ahmed, love you, grandma'am. Well, thank you. Oh, it's so sweet that you called me that. Ah. You know, I'm not insulted by that at all. <laughs> I was talking to somebody today about about the fact that they're a grandmother. And anyway, I thought that was cute. You know, hey, when you got it and you look like a grandma and people call you grandma, embrace it, people. That's all I got to say. <laughs> all right. So I want to show you a couple of things. Now, uh, a couple of days ago, I was telling you about the sales over on Armed with Truth. Now, if you, and this, they're not paying me for this. I just thought I'd share this with you because I pretty soon will be getting a scripture tattoo for Bible News Radio. Our logo will be on one of these. And I want to show you what these look like. And I'm not sure how big mine will be. But they come in, this is the package, okay? This is armed with truth. And what these are here is these are um, scripture tattoos. And, and they come this way, like that. And... And then they also come, I'm going to share, show this to you, because I'm all about getting the word on you. And then they come in little ones, too. So that's the square one, and then, you know, they got a longer one. Now, what you do, and you can see this here on my arm, probably, hopefully, I don't know. It's kind of hard to get my arm that way. Can't, can't see it still. <laughs> anyway, that's what it looks like on my arm. Yeah, check out that flexible, wait, hold on, I'll show you. Okay, there you go. The Lord is compassionate and, some, and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love is what this says. I don't know if you can see it very well. But, uh, but anyway, so the point is, <laughs> I mean, Bareface is going to have to fix that. <laughs> oh, you guys. All right. Bless my heart. Okay, so the, the, the point is, is that if you want to wear God's word, you know, then go to armedwithtruth.com. They actually have, I think they're still having a sale, you know? And by the way, oh, I should are. I should also tell you that um, today is Giving Tuesday. And um, I know a lot of people, you know, this is the thing. Let me just encourage you. A lot of people went out and spent lots of money over the weekend, right? <laughs> a lot of you did. I don't, I don't know who you all are, but I'm just saying... Now is the opportunity to give. 
And I'm not a nonprofit, but you're more than welcome to give to me. Facebook and PayPal won't like give me a, you know, matching donation. But if you want to give to us, feel free. We're not nonprofit because we just don't have the money to do that. And hey, Natasha. And, um, but today is a good day to go give to somebody. I did. I give, I gave to a ministry of a friend of mine who makes, um, Films from the Heart, actually. In fact, if anybody wants to donate to my friend David Hart, if you donate to Films from the Heart, and it's H-A-R-T, at Gmail, if you go to, if you use this, Films from the Heart at gmail.com, then what this does, if you use that email, and you, you use it in PayPal, and you donate to it, then my friend David, what he does is he makes a, a DVD every single year, and he actually... Um, produces it for free and he sends it to all the assisted living homes and the veterans places in order to bless the veterans and those elderly people like my dad who are in assisted living so it's really a a labor of love it's gospel intensive so it's the gospel message uh, throughout the whole thing and um, this year he gave me a a sneak dvd of it and uh, point of grace is in this one and um and everything so I didn't even plan this with Bareface or David's. I didn't even tell you. <laughs> but should you desire you want to give someplace new, then I can just tell you this guy is very generous. And it's films from the heart, H-A-R-T at gmail.com. You can use that Gmail. And um, if you want to send a donation, you know, on um, to PayPal, through PayPal to that, then you can. And, and that that DVD goes and blesses the, the assisted living and all the elderly people that, you know, that a lot of people frankly forget about. Um, so his ministry is really to help bless that population. And I think that's special. So and that's where I donated. So there you go. All right. So let's look at some of these, these uh, news stories. Let's start with the, um, the New Age Beliefs Common Among Professing Christians article. This is over on... Uh, a website. This was published actually earlier this year, like this month. (laughs) This year seems to be going by fast. Um, And it says this, it says, um, well, what shall we say then? Shall we say that it's okay for God, with God, for true Christians to also believe in doctrines of demons, as the Apostle Paul would say? God forbid it. The secular world believes that there are no moral absolutes, no absolute right, no absolute wrong. They will tell us that everything is relative. What is good for one person may not be good for another. And I have two words for this. Hogwash. That's what the the person says. And I would also, I would actually also completely concur with this guy uh, who wrote this because one of the biggest things that I see and I observe, and I'm sure a lot of you do too, is that online we we see so much of this new age hooey mingled with so-called Christianity, and there's nothing Christian about it. Um, in fact, the new age stuff is so self-centered, it's ridiculous how how even believers get caught up in it. But anyway, this author goes on to say, as blood-bought, born-again believers, we know that there are moral absolutes. We know this because the Lord told us in his word. First, he gave us his commandments. Um, uh, we who are under, God, under grace know that God gave us the, these laws to show us his standards, his perfection, his holiness. We who have been redeemed by the blood of the Son of God, Jesus Christ, understand that we cannot keep every commandment. 
Jesus proved that to us when he said that if we even think thoughts of lust or anger, it is just as if we had committed adultery and murder. So what is a person to do to get it right with God? First, a person must admit to God that they are a wretched sinner in need of a Savior. Amen? Yeah, that's right. The Savior, Jesus Christ, died a horrific death on a cross on Calvary 2,000 years ago. He went to the cross, gave his life so that whoever believes and trusts in him would be reconciled to God for eternity. Interesting, because I actually sent out a verse kind of sort about that today on my text message list. Hi, Aaron and, and Advar. Saw you guys come in. Nice to see you. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Okay, that's 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21. So you believe in God? In other words, you believe that he exists. Now let's see what the Bible says about that. You believe that there is one God? You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. And you know, I have to tell you something. That actually is... Uh, you know, when, it, when people say they believe in God, it's not, that's just not enough. First of all, they need to define what God they believe in. And second of all, based on, on what we just read here, it's true. I always think of that. Yeah, you can believe in God, but the demons do too, which should tell you something. If demons believe in God, then God exists, just so you know. So it says here, God is not in the least impressed that you believe that he exists. He sent his only son to earth to die. Why? Why? To pay the debt for all of the sins of this world. He asks those who want to be right with him and have their sins forgiven to repent. Agree with God that they're sinners and then trust the finished work of Christ as he died and rose from the dead to conquer hell and death. We must believe and trust this, these truths, right, for ourselves. So what does God want us to do? We must admit that we're sinners, right? Amen. We must believe him, Jesus, Yeshua, and ask him to be our savior and to make us the people he wants us to be. The demons know that God is real and they know Jesus, but they certainly want nothing to do with him. Nope. They exist to do the bidding of their master, who is Satan, which by the way, Satan is the father of the new age movement, just so you know. Uh, this article says, I read an article today which made me realize that the number of blood-bought born-again believers is sadly quite small. Remember what Jesus said about this. Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate that is broad, is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. Matthew seven, thirteen and 14. Read that passage over again. The Lord Jesus clearly admonished us to enter by the narrow gate, which leads to life. He said that few will find that narrow way and also that the way is difficult. He spoke of the wide gate and how it leads to destruction. He also said that many will go in by the wide gate. Pretty clear, wouldn't you say? 
And this leads us to the reason that this article was written. They say, I want to ask the reader a question. Do you believe that the Bible is the infallible and inerrant word of God? If you answered yes, then you should be very interested in the findings of the ministry of which I post in this piece. Okay. And this is from the Pew Research um, Center, which, you know, they do all these research. So this is what it says here. New age beliefs common among both religious and non-religious Americans. Most American adults self-identify as Christians. Would you agree? Put a one if you think that's true, that most people that you meet will identify as a Christian. Just put a one. Many Christians also hold what are sometimes characterized as new age beliefs, including belief in reincarnation, astrology, psychics, and the presence of spiritual energy in physical objects like mountains or trees. Many Americans who are religiously unaffiliated also have these beliefs. Uh, so again, belief in reincarnation, right? That you're going to come back as something different. Astrology, which tarot cards, all that stuff, you know, psychics and spiritual energy, which drives me nuts because I see so much of that stuff. It drives me crazy. It says overall, roughly six in 10 American adults accept at least one of these new age beliefs. Specifically, four in 10 believe in psychics and that spiritual energy can be found in physical objects, while somewhat smaller shares express belief in reincarnation at 33% and astrology at 29%. Um, so, that's pretty amazing, actually. So, so over half of people who profess to be Christians, according to this research, actually believe in New Age beliefs, which go contrary to Scripture, and which you know, which the Bible refers to as doctrines of demons. So, um, the article goes on to say, but New Age beliefs are not necessarily replace, replacing belief in traditional forms of religious beliefs or practices. While eight in 10 Christians say they believe in God as described in the Bible, six in 10 believe in one or more of the four new age beliefs analyzed here, ranging from 47% of evangelical Protestants to roughly seven in 10 Catholics and Protestants in the historically black tradition. Uh, and then it says here, I must enter a comment here. I do not believe that Catholicism is a denomination of Christianity. I believe it's a cult. That's not my belief, though. That's this author's belief. I do believe that Catholicism, I don't, I wouldn't say Catholicism is a cult. I would say that it's unbiblical, <laughs> by and large. I don't, I don't follow the Pope or, or the hierarchy of the Catholic Church by any stretch, but I do believe that there are some Catholics who are generally born again, um, but I would say a lot aren't because they, they, they don't hear the gospel in the Catholic Church. Moreover, religiously unaffiliated Americans, those who say their religion is atheist, agnostic, or nothing in particular, are about as likely as Christians to hold New Age beliefs. However, uh, atheists are much less likely to believe in any of the four New Age beliefs than agnostics and those who say their religion is nothing in particular. Just 22% of atheists believe in at least one of the four New Age beliefs, compared with 56% of agnostics and 8 in 10 among those whose religion is nothing in particular. I don't know about you, Bareface, but I'm not sure I would like a religion that ha that's nothing in particular. It's like, what kind of religion is that? You know? Well, it's very common, especially in, uh, certainly in the Western world. Yeah. And in um, um, more metropolitan type, um, you know, cultures. 
Mm-hmm. Um, someone said it once. I'm trying to think of um, how they put it. Basically, that you know these days is it's popular. It's popular to seek, uh, but unpopular to find. find. Basically, yeah. that that you know if you don't you know uh, weigh yourself down with a kind of label or any sort of religious tradition then, you know, you're kind of hip and cool. Well, you know, a little smorgasbord, you know, take a little from that, a little from this, a little eclectic sort of uh, self-spun uh, spiritualism, you know, and to be a seeker, I'm seeking the truth. But among those same groups, if you find the truth, the way, the truth, and the life, don't expect to get the same sort of uh, accolades and a- admiration for your spiritual journey when it finds its end. Yeah. Now, this article goes on to say, I'm just going to skip a little bit of it. It says, Americans who reject both the religious and spiritual labels are also more likely to reject New Age beliefs. Roughly three in ten or fewer in this group believe in psychics, reincarnation, astrology, or that spiritual energy can be found in objects. And fewer than half, uh, 45%, affirm one or more of these beliefs. So that's kind of interesting as well. As far as gender, age, and other uh, demographic differences associated with New Age beliefs, it says here, uh, for instance, just as women are more likely than men to identify with a religion and to engage in a number of religious practices, women also are more likely to hold New Age beliefs. I think that's true. I think because women are generally more spiritual in nature anyway, um, And it says here, across all four measures, belief in psychics, reincarnation, astrology, and that spiritual energy can be found in objects. Larger shares of women than men subscribe to these beliefs. And overall, 7 in 10 women hold at least one New Age belief compared to 55% of men. Why that is, I don't know. But it is interesting. Also, adults under 65, uh, those who have not graduated from college, Uh, racial and ethnic minorities, and Democrats, and those who lean toward the Democratic Party are more likely than others to hold at least one New Age belief. That's not, that's not surprising. (laughs) Not to me, anyway. It says here, Kabbalah. I've written quite a few articles on Kabbalah. It's a mystical belief system which began with the Jewish people. There's a Jewish website called Chabad. Chabad. (laughs) To me, it's Chabad, dude, just so you know. Bad. How do you say it? Chabad. <laughs> Where a person can learn all about Kabbalah. I would not recommend this. Israel has many Kabbalist rabbis, so this shows how widely accepted this is. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, so it says here Hollywood is taken with the uh, was taken with the practice of Kabbalah years ago. I believe that the novelty of it's worn off a bit, but you will still find celebrities involved in it. Sure. So reincarnation, Eastern meditation, psychics and mediums, and all mystical practices. So anyway, I'm not even going to go and worry about that. But then it goes on to say here, apostate Christianity. But I do think it's more likely that those who call themselves Christians yet love astrology and believe in reincarnation were never never truly Christian to begin with. Deception abounds in these last days. The so-called social justice gospel has nothing to do with repentance and trusting the Lord Jesus for salvation. Uh, and then it goes on to talk about how George Soros actually funded that and all that. So so that's just a little bit of research based on this article uh, from a website called Absolute Truth from the Word of God. And then there's actually, let's see here. Yes, and then there's another article 
This actually has a video, but I'm gonna not. We're not gonna play the video. This this is over on thehill.com, and this says here, analyst says new age. Are still playing the video? I mean, one interesting thing about this. No, we're not gonna play the video. I think the video is playing. Oh. And I'm pretty sure it's not me. Oh, is it? Don't have a formal religious I'm gonna pause it over here. Sorry. Does it stop now? Yes. Yeah, it's one of those things. I'm not wearing a headset, so I didn't hear it. Mm. But anyway, it says here, analyst says New Age beliefs more popular as fewer Americans follow traditional religions. And I'm just saying here. Yeah, okay. Basically, this this, this article actually basically... Um, Discussing the same it, it says it's discussing the same article, but it does say 78% of those who held at least one new age belief said that they did not affiliate with any particular religion. Yeah, we already did that, so I don't need to share that. Okay, my bad. <laughs> All right, so, um, so that's kind of the thing, you know, and it's not real surprising, but but what is surprising to me is how so many Christians seem to be kind of suckered into you know, that whole thing. And frankly, I'm going to say something that some of you might not like. What else is new, right? But I will say this. I will say Oprah Winfrey is has been one of the biggest purveyors of the false gospel um, in modern decades. And, um, and it breaks my heart because she has such influence. And she was actually raised in a Baptist church and does not understand the gospel. And that's the sad part to me is that there's so many people who go to churches and they don't, they just don't understand the actual gospel. And then they get suckered into all this other stuff. And I'll tell you why. Hey, Mama Gina and Joe, I see you. Um, you know why? Because they, um, they have actually made God, they, they have made themselves essentially God. They've, they made their God in their own image and they don't want anything to do with repentance. They don't want anything to do with actual salvation or forgiveness. And they frankly don't want anything to do with Jesus. And that's the issue, right? And here's the thing. And I'm just going to rant just for a minute. <laughs> Hold on. I have to rant. Here we go. Oh yeah. Tyler Perry. Don't even get me started on that. I mean, yeah, I mean, ugh. anyway, so here's the thing. If you're having a conversation with somebody about spiritual things, let's say, and you bring up the name of Jesus Christ or the title, basically Messiah, Yeshua, right? T.D. Jakes is one of the worst, by the way. But if you if you bring up all of these people, you know, um, I mean, if you if you bring up not all the people in there, I'm going to focus. If you bring up Jesus in a conversation with these people, most of them will never say or talk about Jesus. What they do is they talk about their idea of Jesus. They don't know who he really is because they don't read the Gospels. They read all this other garbage. One of you mentioned Joel Osteen. And that's a tragedy, right? Isn't Joel Osteen kind of tragic? Now, I don't know his heart for sure, but when this man gets up in front of a huge megachurch and declares that he's a life coach more than, you know, and I believe he, didn't he ran, um, didn't he run like the sound system before his dad, who was actually biblical? Like, well, he did the church's media. Yeah. The audio video. He was all the, right. So 
Yeah. And, then, and and is Joel Osteen a horrible person by nature? I mean, is the guy like horrible? No. But he's not he's not somebody I would recommend listening to or sitting under much of his teaching for any stretch. Yeah. But I but understand why people as, do. As a motivational speaker, you know, he's a, he is a good sort of motivational speaker and Joyce Meyer's another one. But but I'd say it. I know a lot of you guys like Joyce, but, but Joyce is I do think too. it's a it's a missed opportunity to have such a large congregation, uh, Christian quote Christian unquote, <laughs> uh, con- you know, congregation, and then deliver um, uh, a motivational message rather than deliver the gospel and rather rather than deliver uh, biblical truth. You know, we're talking about. Um, you know, people won't talk about Jesus or they'll talk about just, uh, you know, their idea of who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeshua himself, Jesus, I mean, he came to that point in question. That was the important one was, who do you say that I am? Right. You know, first was, well, who do others say that I am? Well, who do you say? Who do who do ye say? The King James plural is talking to the, the those who were around him. It's who do they say? You know, who do others say that I am? Blah, blah, blah. Well, this is okay, like that. Now the 12 of you sitting here, who do you say that I am? Because they, they can say whatever they want, but those who are following claim to be followers of Christ. It's Their opinion is, is really matters um, because they may not be following him. And just as by way of witness... That can often uh, be a good conversation. Want to start? Hey, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Non-threatening, and then yeah, well, whatever. And they might say whatever they are, mm-hmm. you know, or give. Well, I don't want to have a label. And so then the next follow-up question is, who is who is Yeshua to? You? Who is right. Jesus to? You? Well, see, and that's my thing. These guys, they don't, you know. I mean, um, Cynthia has mentioned numerous people like T.D. Jakes, Creflo Dollar, others. I mean, T.D. Jakes... I'm sorry, did I roll my eyes out loud? Uh, T.D. Jakes, just to be blunt, actually denies the, the Trinity. Right. Which is, which, is, which is a very easy um, thing to prove in Scripture. Right. You know, anyway, drives me crazy. Anyway. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Cut to you. Cut to me. Okay, anyway, so, so with that said... Uh, let's go ahead and look at the interview we did with Dr. David Reagan, who is biblical, right? And um, and he's solid. He's conservative. He's theologically sound. Um, and it was honor. It was a true honor for me to meet him in person, um, because you know, frankly, I I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but this is just my belief. My belief is that God is taking home His older saints, those who are biblical. And those who are going to be left behind, no pun intended, <laughs> the ones that will be left behind are those who are not, um, you know, they don't deliver sound doctrine. And doctrine is very important. Um, and don't ever let anybody tell you that it's not. Uh, because the doctrine that you believe can, can lead you to an eternity without the Lord or one, you know, with with him. And preferably that's where you want to be with Christ and that's the other thing. I just got to say this. It drives me crazy when I hear people talk about, well, I don't really need to know about Jesus now because I'm going to spend all eternity with him. And I think, really? I would think you'd want to know a whole lot more about him now because you're going to be spending eternity with him. I mean, ugh, the thinking to me is it's just a little bit backwards on that. But anyway, um, all right. Bareface is ready. 
to play our interview with Dr. David Reagan, which is awesome. So Keep in mind, this is another hallway interview. It's a hallway interview, and he was really gracious to talk to me, so I think that was really cool. So let's check it out. I haven't heard it since I did it, so I'm just as interested in watching this as you are. <laughs> All right, hey, everybody. This is day three, and of course, in the history of Bible News Radio cleanup interviews, Dr. David Reagan here. <laughs> Yeah, he is. He's like bat and clean up. <laughs> Sorry, I can't resist. Anyway, this is so cool. Hey, I'm so happy to get to meet you first. Well, of thank all. you, Stacey. I'm glad to meet you too. Yeah, I, I love watching your ministry and um, everything. And I want everybody to tell you, tell everybody about your ministry. I'm sure they don't. You know, they know about it. They might not. Who knows? Well, uh, I was a professor of international law and politics for 20 years. And in 1980, I decided that I had a call in my life from the Lord to go into the ministry. And so I gave up that academic career and started a ministry called Lamb and Lion Ministries. It's a Bible prophecy ministry, and we named it Lamb and Lion because those are the two great uh, prophetic symbols of the Messiah in the Old Testament. He comes first as a suffering lamb, he returns as a conquering lion. And I must say that it was very, very difficult to start a ministry in 1980 because uh, we didn't have access to the internet until 1995. Today, you can start a ministry pretty easily. If you have anything to say, you get on the internet and start talking and people start coming. But boy, for uh, it was hard in 1980. I had no contacts. I just stepped out in faith. For seven years, my salary was $1,000 a month because that's uh, I, I took everything else that came from that and put it back into the ministry to buy equipment and to hire personnel and so forth. And uh, then in 1987, uh, I took a sabbatical for a year, which meant that I couldn't travel. And I, we had a radio program, but I, I just did the radio program for a year. And that was the most productive year in the history of the ministry. We wrote books and did all, made videos and all kinds of things. And since then, the ministry has just exploded. And for uh, like 22 years, we were on the radio daily with a 15-minute program talking about the soon coming of Jesus. And then in uh, 20, uh, let's see, 20, uh, 2002, we decided to shift from radio to television. Okay. And, and I didn't want to do that. I fought it real hard for two years. But our board of trustees and the staff kept saying, no, this is what the Lord wants you to do. And the reason I was opposed to it is because I've done a lot of television. And I noticed that, number one, it's very expensive. And I didn't want to get on TV and beg for money. Right. And second, I noticed there's a tremendous difference between radio and TV. Radio, the focus is on the message. When you go to TV, there's a tendency for the focus to shift to the message away from the message. And you end up with all these overbloated egos and all that sort of thing. And I didn't want to do that. Right. But finally did it in September of 2002. And uh, the Lord has just blessed it beyond anything we could imagine that they were on 10 national networks and many, many local stations just proclaiming the, the signs of the times that point to the soon return of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Well, you know, I have to tell you that it's hard to talk to you without looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to pretend I'm looking at you. Okay. So don't think I'm being rude, okay? okay. Cause, yeah, because of that. But um, your, your journey encourages me because Randall and I, we've been doing this for 15 years and we, we started out doing a, a podcast uh, and 15 years ago and it's only been in the last three years that we've monetized and it's because we went to video 
And so there's like that no like and trust factor. People can see you and they go, oh, I can, maybe I can like rock. Well, let me tell you something funny about that. The 22 years I was on the radio, everywhere I went, people said to me over and over, you don't look like your voice. You see, when you're on radio, they develop an image of what you look like. It's never like what you look like. And I heard it over and over. And finally, I was in a restaurant in Lexington, Kentucky, and a lady came over and said, I'm sorry, I wasn't trying to listen, but your voice carries. said, see that lady over there? And I said, yeah. The lady waved. said, we're having an argument. I say you're the guy on the radio, she says you're not. Are you on the radio? And I said, yes. And she said, well, I'll guarantee you one thing, you don't look like your voice. So I did something I would never done before. I said, why don't I look like my voice? I never did it again. She stepped back and she looked me over and she said, well, let's put it this way. Your voice sounds like you have a whole lot more hair. <laughs> there you go. Well, I always, I always, yeah, well, I have a lot of hair myself. It's so true though. The reason that encourages me though is because of the whole money aspect. Oh yeah. Right, because we just started, like I might make a thousand dollars a month doing what I'm doing. I do a show five days a week. You know, we do it live stream on the internet, but you know, I've always, I've had a lot of people say, well, how come you're not on TV? How come you're not on regular radio? And I'm like, because I don't have the money to be, you know? And yet we have, God has blessed the ministry that we do with people coming, being discipled and, yes. and, and I get to come places like this and I'm invited for strange reasons. <laughs> I have no idea why. Uh, but I get to meet people like you who are who are encouraging to me and like spiritual dads and God to me, you know. So that's super cool, man. Okay, thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> just just it's just cool. But so what do you think though? One of the things that I've learned in this in this doing interviewing everybody this year, yeah, you know, I get I get a message every year, you know, because nobody knows what you guys are all saying to me. But there's this big message, and one of the big messages I've gotten this year is that there's a huge deception in the church. And you, you were just talking about the inflated ego stuff. I can tell you online that there's false prophets everywhere. How do you deal with that? Plus the age differentiation. You know, my average age for my audience is over 65. Well, that's one of the things that really saddens me is the fact that when I come to conferences like this, for example, even if you have 1,300 people, most of them are below the age of 60 or 50, certainly, but 60. And there are very few young people. And uh, I think the reason for that is that you're not hearing Bible prophecy, for example, preached in churches and taught in churches because either the pastor was not taught anything about it in seminary because most seminaries ignore it, or because he's afraid of it, uh, or because he's um, just focused on one thing and that's numbers and, and growing churches as opposed to preaching. And so what he's doing is putting on the shelf one third of God's word and just letting it sit there. And I get really upset when I have pastors tell me, well, come on, David, I, I'm just pan-millennial. I'm leaving it all pan out in the end. I hate that. And, you know, what I want to say, I have to bite my tongue off, because what I want to say is when you say you're a pan-millennial, what you're doing is admitting you're too lazy to study God's Word and find out what it says. Right, I agree. And then some of them think that, that it, it's divisive, that it will divide their congregation. And, and I would admit it can be. If you bring a person in who has a big ego, who thinks he knows it all, and gets up there and denounces everybody who disagrees with him and says, my position is the only one, then you can divide a congregation, but not if you teach it in the right way. Or, uh, a spirit of love and the Holy Spirit guiding you, uh, it's not going to divide. You just, you don't attack anybody. You just present what you believe and say, test it by the scriptures. Yeah. 
But it's it's really a problem today because think about it. Here we are at a time when, when all the signs of the times are converging for the first time in history. And we know we're living in the season of large return. And yet there's such apathy in the churches today. I know. I'll give you an example. Um, I used to speak every year at a conference that was held in Broussard, Louisiana, which is just south of Lafayette. And one year they had as their featured speaker, Tim LaHaye. And Tim said, well, look, I'd like to stay over Sunday and preach at a church. And they said, great, we'll get you one. They called every large church in the Lafayette area and said, how would you like to have Tim LaHaye on Sunday morning free of charge? They said, well, no, there's they could not find any place for him to preach. You're kidding. They had no interest in that. Wow. None. That's amazing to me. Especially it's, free of charge. Yeah, I know. It, it just really, it's so disconcerting. And uh, I, I find the people in the pews are interested in prophecy. They want to hear it. But boy, getting past that pastor is very really difficult. It's very really difficult. And it's, more, of course, more and more difficult today to find a church that's preaching the Word of God. Yeah, it's uh, true. Most of them are in the entertainment business. It's true. <laughs> well, and, you know, and what we do is, um, you know, do you know who Dr. Arnold Frickenbaum is? Oh, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. He, he, him and Marianne are friends of mine, and they actually sponsor our little show. Oh, that's wonderful. They've been doing it for a couple of years, but yeah. his ministry changed my life. I wasn't raised in the church. Yeah. Um, you know, and anyway, God called me out of the, the therapy field into doing this. And what's interesting is we literally, for some reason, reach a worldwide audience and people are starving. And most of the people that tune into our show, for whatever reason, have been disenfranchised from the church. Oh, yeah, there's so many of those. Yeah. So many. That, that happened to me. I got kicked out of my church. I was raised in an amillennial church. And when I started studying the Word and saw that that was not what's what the bible teaches uh they just said well fine we'll just punch you right out the front door <laughs> that's just it kick you out give you the left foot of fellowship uh, yeah and and it was interesting the church i grew up in was an amillennial church and it was a very conservative church and they said the bible means exactly what it says from the beginning of the bible to the end of the bible unless it's talking about the second coming of jesus and it never means what it says that all has to be spiritualized that drives me crazy. <laughs> it does. I know. It, it really it does. does. Yeah. Well, you know, I, the funny thing about that is that the church I grew up in never preached about Bible prophecy, except for one sermon. There was one sermon that just went through that denomination, and it was a sermon that said there's not one verse in the Bible that even implies that Jesus would ever put his feet on this earth again. And I heard that over and over, because Amelius believe he's never coming back to the earth. You know? So, one day, 12 years old, I'm flipping through the Bible, and I just happened to land on Zechariah 14. Uh -huh. And it said Jerusalem's going to be surrounded, and half's going to fall, and then the Lord's going to come back. And when his foot touches the Mount of Olives, it's going to split in half. He's going to speak a supernatural word. Antichrist, his forces be destroyed. And verse 9 says, on that day he'll become king over all the earth. I couldn't believe my eyes. I was only 12 years old, but I could understand it. Wow. So I took it to my pastor, and I was scared to death. He said, you say there's no not a verse in the Bible that implies he was ever. How about this? And he read it, and he read it, and he read it. And I thought he was never going to say anything. I don't think he'd ever seen it. And suddenly he turned to me and he stuck his finger right in my face. And he said, son, I want to tell you something. I don't know what this means, but I'm guaranteeing you one thing. It does not mean what it says. That is not good. <laughs> yeah. So... What I did is every time some preacher would come to town and say there's not one version of the Bible that implies Jesus ever put his feet, I'd go up and say, what about this? And they'd say, apocalyptic. 
Well, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know if that was a disease or what. You know. <laughs> yeah. But th what they're saying is doesn't mean what it says. Well, it meant what. Yeah. I'll tell you my turning point came when I read the whole book of Zechariah. And I noticed that it was full of first coming prophecy. And every one of them meant what they said. And I thought, if they mean what they say, the second coming prophecy must mean to. what they say. Right. I mean, you don't have to be a space scientist to believe it. That's right. I mean, you have to be a nitwit to not believe it. You know, a numbskull, dimwit, yeah. a fool. Yeah. But people love the spiritualized because when you start spiritualizing, you become God. You can say, well, this verse doesn't really mean what it says. Let me tell you what it means. It's so true. It really is true. Well, what do you think is um, a good way to, to reach younger people? Like, I mean, I know to you I'm young because I'm super young. I just turned 50 uh, yeah. last week. Um, well, we have a, uh, I have an associate pastor of evangelist in our ministry named Nathan Jones. Nathan is our web minister. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. He's in charge of the website. And he has a hunger and a desire, an overwhelming desire to reach young people. And he's in the process of producing uh, videos that run from two to five minutes because he says that's about the attention span of the millennial. And they like it in video and not in writing. And he's producing those. He's up to about 21 of them he's produced. You can find them all on our website. And they are just short to, to the point and they're really great. Uh, everything from the Bible is the Word of God to Jesus is deity to all about Bible prophecy and so forth. We're trying, but it's uh, it's it's difficult. Uh, I don't have the I don't have the answer to how you do that. Yeah, do you have any concern about um, about your generation when it's gone, and then my generation is left, and then you got the millennials underneath? Well, that's an interesting question because I asked Tim Lahey about that one time before he died. I said, Tim. There's very few young people who are going into the field of Bible prophecy. In fact, almost none. I said, all of us are old guys now, and, and we're dying off. And who's going to be teaching this? And he said, David, I think there's a reason why the young people are not coming in. He said, I don't think the Lord's going to need them because I think the Lord is coming back any moment. I said, well, I hope you're right about that. I hope so, too. You know what's weird? You know, are you familiar with the Gideon's International? Oh, yeah, sure. You know what's interesting? Randall and I are, Randall more than me, but, you know, we've been involved in that yeah. ministry close to 20 years. It's getting, it's getting close to 20 years. And even with that ministry, trying to put Bibles oh. places, you can't anymore. Well, it's so difficult because our our society has so secularized and paganized and they won't let you hand them out in very many places anymore. Right. But I, I tell you, I never cease to be amazed at the number of people I meet who were brought to the Lord by picking up a Gideon Bible in a hotel room and, and reading it and coming to the Lord. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay, so let's, tell me about some of your stuff here, like on your table. Well, uh, this is some of your stuff. Show people. This is a 40-page booklet that... Uh, called the Prophetic Manifesto. We've printed 100,000 copies of this so far, and this is the third edition of it. And this one is one that we give away at our conferences free of charge. If they want to get a copy, uh, they'd have to pay for the cost of just mailing. Otherwise, you come to our conferences, you get them free of charge. This is another little booklet that we give away free of charge. And this one is designed for unbelievers and for cultural Christians. People, our, our country has a lot of cultural Christians. People who claim to be Christians, but they've never been born again, and they don't know anything about the Lord. And we give these away. And then we put it out a lot of, um, of videos and uh, a lot of books. I'll show you, if you can hand me that uh, book right there, 
uh, the very first, yeah, that one right there. This is our newest book, and this is called The Basics of Bible Prophecy. It's just come out, and I wrote it with one of our trustees who has been a lifelong Bible teacher and used a book similar to this to teach an overview of the Bible. He keeps comes to me and he says, why don't we do this for Bible prophecy? So there's 24 lessons, and this is for both ends of the prophetic uh, spectrum. For those who know little or nothing, and for those who know a whole lot and want to teach it. Okay. They get this book, they got 24 lessons, they hit the ground. Each lesson has a, uh, a statement up front, a declarative statement like this one. The Bible reveals that there will be a total of nine wars in the end times. Most people think there's only going to be one, Armageddon. Then it has the material, then it has quotations, it has uh, a discussion questions, it has charts and diagrams of all kinds through it. It's, and, and this thing is just going like hotcakes and has already been translated into several languages and it's only been out just a few months so it's, it's really caught on and people are using it to teach Bible you know home groups Sunday school groups and that sort of thing very very cool well, I can see us using this to disciple our viewers for sure do it yep yeah that's so cool all right, so give your website again. And then well, the website is lambline, L-A-M-B-L-I-O-N, no and in the middle, lambline.com. And uh, we have a web minister, not just a web master, he's a web minister. And he's on that site uh, eight hours a day. He is debating with Mormons and Hindus and uh, Muslims, and he is answering questions. And we have a high-speed search engine on the website where you can just type in a word like rapture, tribulation, and just instantly... It'll come up with articles, videos you can view. And also, we have, a, of course, a weekly television program called Christ in Prophecy. Yes. And we archive it on that website. So you can go there and just click and watch the program if you if you want to. I love it. I actually so, just watched one you did with Jan not too long ago. Yeah, that's, that's true. We do a lot of interviews. We do a lot of programs in Israel. We do a lot of teaching programs. So, so a variety of programs, yes. Well, I praise God for your ministry, and I just, you said, you made a comment the other, kind of offhand a few minutes ago about uh, people are watching you worldwide, you don't know why. Well, I'll tell you why. The Lord wants them to. He's motivating them to. You're providing a service that He desires, and I praise God for that, and I pray that He will multiply your voice and just get you out all over the place. Well, thank you. I, I'll receive that one. Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. All right, that is a clip I have to save and play over and over again. <laughs> that very end there. So hey, um, honestly, you guys, that was so that was so cool. That was Dr. David Reagan, who, like I said, is the he's the founder of Lamb and Lion Ministries, and you can go to his website, which is ChristInProphecy.org. You can go there. And you can actually check it out. I encourage you to watch his show. I mean, he's got he's got a, a you know he's got a thing. But this is where you can get the book, The Basics of Bible Prophecy. Of course, did you put that up yet? No. Mm -hmm. Oh, you, you did, didn't you? Okay. Oh. Okay. So that's the website, you guys. They have the show on there. You can listen to it. Um, and the book, The Basics of Bible Prophecy, twenty-four lesson course, um, is actually something that. Um, I would love to do with a you know a small group of you if that's something you, th you think you'd be interested in doing a, a Bible study. This study in particular is really good. It's and it, he like he said in the in the interview that it's actually um, designed for younger believers and you know seasoned believers depending on how you define seasoned. <laughs> mm. um, 
to do. And I, I, I've been going through it in my personal time. And I, I've loved it. And in fact, some of the stuff that I've gotten out of it, the Lord showed me some really cool stuff. Um, you know, I, I um, have shared here actually on the show. So just let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, you know, he's in his 80s. And just, just so you know, on a personal note, his wife actually has dementia. Uh, I believe Alzheimer's is what he told me. And so, you know, he's a man who's, you know, in the stage of life where he's actually taking care of his wife the way that I'm taking care of my dad. Um, and so I just want you to know that, you know, just because somebody has a worldwide ministry like, like him and it's, you know, pretty well off, um, you know, these guys are human just like us and, and they deal with the struggles and, and all that stuff. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, it's, I don't know. It was just, it was an honor, honestly, to meet him and to, to share with him and to, to be blessed by him. So isn't that neat that the Lord would use him to bless our ministry just by saying what he did? Cause you know what? It never occurred to me that maybe you're watching because God wants you to. <laughs> Right, Mia, Melanie, everybody else, Gina. Um, yeah, I mean, I had nothing to do with it. Odvar, Jeff, you know, Wanda, everybody else watching. Um, so there you go. All right. Also, let's see here. I wanted to let you know. I'm trying to, trying, I'm debating if I want to go to another story, Randall, or if we just want to end it here with that tie-in um because the, the other the other articles we have are well let's do the flying preacher one we can do that right sure we want to save time to mention our sponsors and oh yeah well let's through. just do our sponsors then then if Sponsor. we have time i forgot <laughs> oh. uh dementia can be corrected through diet well if you can provide the diet to the assisted living and they can feed it to my dad, then I'd be love to hear about it. Because um, otherwise, I'm, I don't see it happening. At least not with my dad anyway. Um, oh, yeah. Ariel Ministries, by the way. Wasn't it cool that Dr. David Reagan knows who Arnold is? And he was totally impressed. So, you guys, I'm telling you, Dr. Arnold Fruchtenbaum's teaching is the bomb. Dot com. <laughs> and we, we have a number of their products, but don't forget we have the coupon code Bible News. When you use the coupon code Bible News, you can save 20% on anything um, in the store there at ariel.org. Ariel.org. And we will be having Model Balliston on our show soon talking about something interesting, just so you know. Um, so there's that. And then, um, um, uh, the history and geography DVD set, um, we, uh, shared about that yesterday, but that's still something if you want, honestly, if you want a good Christmas gift or a Hanukkah gift or something, that's a good gift to get somebody, especially if they've always wanted to go and go to Israel and they, they don't think they'll ever be able to afford it. Um, it's really kind of a neat place to a neat DVD set to, to do. And you can get that through the website, our website. Just go to BibleNewsRadio.com. And then, of course, the online Bible um, uh, study that we're giving away is Satanology, which you can sign up and get that through our website. If you want to learn about Satan and his schemes, his role and all that, then that's definitely a, a, a 30-something page PDF. You can download that as well from our website. 
And what else do I got? I think, you know, we do have other books too we mentioned. Uh, we have we have the Doug Hershey book. Did you put that up yet? Probably. Not yet. Okay. So there's this book, uh, Christian's Biblical Guide for Understanding Israel for $9. And then this one, The Gospel of the Holocaust in Isaiah 53. This book, you guys, is really good. I mean, the cover is kind of boring, honestly, but the content is super cool. So this is for a donation of $10 if you want this book. You can get that through our website as well. And then, last but not least, if you are interested in pursuing legal shield or identity theft protection, then hit me up for that, and we can get you signed up and get you protected. And don't forget, you should get protected, because identity theft right now, you guys, is huge. Um, in fact, I was talking to somebody just a couple of days ago. Well, actually, no, it was this morning, and they were telling me, you know, a lot of people put off you know, trying to invest in something like this because it's the end of the year. You know what? Don't put it off. And most of you actually watching right now, you already have the membership. But if you don't, let me encourage you to get it before something happens to your, your finances and your identity because there are breaches upon, upon breaches. And if you don't believe me, Google it. Just put in identity theft. You're going to come up with a gazillion stories almost every day. There's a lot. I mean, literally hundreds of stories I read a week. Um, and the thing is, these companies aren't telling you about the breaches. They don't, a lot of these companies that have been breached and your data's out there because they've been breached, they don't tell you. There's no law that says they have to tell you. Um, and often when they actually do, it's a week, two weeks, a month later. And so your information has already been compromised most likely. So you can go to bit.ly forward slash protect me, all caps, or just get in touch with me directly uh, through Periscope, Twitter, uh, at Bible News Radio, through my website, BibleNewsRadio.com. It's not hard to get in touch with me. I'm pretty easy to get in touch with. Um, and if you sign up before tomorrow night ends, uh, I will give you uh, your first month free. So, and that's it. That's going to be the last time I'm offering that. So if you've been on the fence about it, this would be a good time to do it. Um, cause that's it. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So, um, so that should do it. Okay. All right. So I hope that, uh, you have a good rest of your night tomorrow. Uh, I have, I actually have some interesting news. Um, I have some interesting news about Google in particular and how Google is planning to monitor our moods, our movements and your children and how they're going to do it. Uh, also, there is, there's some controversy about a preacher recently who flew into his congregation to illustrate something. Some people I know are kind of mad about it. I actually kind of thought it was kind of cool myself. Uh, George Soros is talking about the New World Order and who's the head of it. We can tell you that tomorrow. And then, of course, we got some latest news on the LGBT lobby and what they're doing um, and how children are being abused under that. So, we will probably address these issues tomorrow on the show. Uh, so, you know, stay in touch with me. Join my text message list by texting the term Bible News to 33222. A couple of you did that yesterday. Thank you guys for joining the list. Hope that you, uh, you, um, you continue to be on it. Hope you like what I send you. Actually, I have literally right now, I think I have, I'm going to look, 13 responses. <laughs> today so uh um yeah 
So I will respond to all of you after the show's over. I kind of had to wait to do that. But um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, text me, Bible News 33222, and I will text you back and I'll say, tell me who you are. I'll put your name in and then you can stay in touch with me that way as well. That's actually probably the best way to, to honestly get in touch with me is through my text message service. Um, all right. So um, if you need anything, let me and Randall know. And remember, as I always say, be bold, people. In this culture, you have to be. <laughs> Stand up and go with God because he loves you. And we'll see you tomorrow.